welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. Our topic for today is optimal health, diet, and mental health. Uh, as you know, we have been talking about uh, optimal health all month long. And tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the relationship between our diet, the way we eat, and uh, our mental health, the way our brain function. Benjamin Franklin once said that it's better to eat to live than not live to eat. As Pete mentioned, um, our topic um, with health and um, mental health and diet wanted to talk a little bit about the connection between our diet and our mental health. So to any of our listeners, are you hungry? If you are, believe it or not, if you're reaching for some chips or soda, this might be where this can cause or could be the root of your mental health. After all, as we said, uh, which is similar to what Benjamin Franklin had mentioned, we really are what we eat. And as it turns out, as we looked at several studies, it has shown that diet and mental health are most closely linked than we realize. Dr. Felice Jacob, president of the International Society of Nutritional Psychiatry Research, said that a very large body of evidence now exists that suggests diet is an important to mental health as it is to physical health. She also went on to say that a healthy diet is protective and an unhealthy diet is a risk factor for depression and anxiety. So what do you think of that, Pete? Well, I think that, that it is spot on because in, in this field, having been in this field for, for, for a while, I sort of seen so many different cases and some we've resolved with uh, just changing the person's diet. And the thing is, we know that mental health, it is a serious thing. And it is something that, um, you know, when, when you, once you've diagnosed, you're diagnosed with uh, a mental health uh, issue, it is not something that can just go away anymore, but it is something that can be managed, uh, you know, if you take the right precaution, if you take the, uh, the right steps. And uh, what I've noticed is that over the years, uh, the people who have acquired a better diet, uh, even if it's after they're um, diagnosed, have a lot less issues controlling their illness, as opposed to um, to uh, you know th those who just want to eat whatever they want, and then you know take their medication and then assume that everything is okay. And like we talked last week, medication is not necessarily everything. and It doesn't really help you much. Uh, you know, once you've caused the damage, medication yeah. is just there to sustain a little part of it. And yeah. uh, it's just maybe to subdue you a little bit. And then, you know, you're going to be going through the same thing over and over until things get worse. So it's wow. just, yeah, it's just a matter of knowing. And, and uh, some one of our listeners actually reminded me that... Um, you know, when we talk about when we talked about medicine last week, we, we failed to mention that when you go to the hospital, they mostly manage. I know you you were there during that conversation when we had it a little while ago with a nurse friend of ours who moved away. 
Okay, so he mentioned that uh, as you know, he, what he has observed uh, um, in the hospital is that they manage the symptoms, okay, but they don't really help you. You manage That's the symptoms right. so you just can come back. You come back. You feel like you think you feel better. You leave the hospital, and then you have to come back to just go through the exact same thing, if not worse. And sometimes we don't we, we don't realize the pattern until it's too late, and then. By then, we just, you know, it's more like a farewell uh, situation as opposed to, okay, I have a new bill of health that I have to live on, at least, you know, so. Yeah. So for me, Pete, I, I, uh, I started asking some questions to myself. I said, you know, are there many people that are affected by mental health, you know, in the U.S., um, from young to old, I know Dr., Banda last week when he was with us, he said he worked for with people from ages two to ninety nine, and I wanted to go back, you know, and find out, you know, um, for myself, if there are in fact many people who are suffering right with mental health, and mm -hmm. if there's a link to diet. So here's what I found, right, Pete? It said mental health conditions are more common than you think in the United States. In fact, the CDC estimates that about 50% of Americans will be diagnosed with a mental health condition at some point during their lives. So get this, as of 2018, mental illness, such as depression, are the third most common cause of hospitalization in the U.S. For those, guess what age? 18. To 44 years old. Wow. And so um, scientists have said that these alarming statistics, um, coupled with the fact that, you know, our Western diet is often filled with junk food, are wondering if the two are linked. Does nutrition affect the brain as much as it does the body? Um, to find this out about 10 years ago, Guess what? Researchers started to look into the relationship between diet and mental health. So for the last two decades of study, it has shown that the risk of depression increases about 80% when you compare teens with the lowest quality diet, or what we call course, the standard American diet, to those who eat a higher quality of whole foods, you know, fruits, vegetables, grains, seeds, um, and this report was done by Dr. Ramsey, um, who was an uh, assistant clinical professor at Columbia University. And he also went on to say that the risk of attention deficit disorder or ADD also doubled hmm. when in regards to, you know, um, a, a, a standard um, diet um, and mental health. And um, after this, right, hmm. more researchers are even thinking about, uh, or even thinking that food allergies may also play a role in bipolar and schizophrenia. I mean, so what do you think of that? <laughs> First of all, I mean, while you were reading, I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, it hurts our body is. I mean, our, our brain as much as it hurts our body. We're eating. Mm -hmm. Okay, the brain receives the message from our body to tell us that we're hungry. 
the brain receives the message to tell our body that we are sick. The brain, basically the brain controls everything. If you are not feeding the bottom part right, what, what happens? If everything you eat spreads throughout your body, isn't your brain part of your body? <laughs> so, of course, it gets part of what you ate. And if what you ate is to damage the uh, uh, to damage your body, of course, the part of your brain part of your brain is also being damaged. It's like you know, you drink, you drink, you drink, you get drunk. People don't assume. People assume that okay, yeah, the body is drunk, it can't control. But what what is first impaired? The brain, because the brain can no longer make wise decisions. You can no longer exactly. do or talk properly. That's because the brain is affected with everything that goes in the body. And yeah. that, that's one. And number two, we, we, we mentioned that, uh, uh, of course, um, the 80%, it, re it rose to 80% from 50%. But what happens with, uh, with our body is, is that once, you know, when it takes, when it takes, um, it takes in whatever you eat, okay, and the body is feeling sluggish, the body is increasing in size, the, you know, all those things, the brain has to now manage that overload, you know, it has to tell you, you to move your leg, but then you cannot move your leg because the body is taking way too much. So it is a combination of the two and the brain, of course, is taking way too much work when you're not t taking better care of it. So now, whatever happens to the body, of course, happens to the brain, and you know things just go out of control. I have. Uh, yeah, I so. mm. oh, I, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. I have a, this uh, this student like a few years ago, and I think I mentioned that too, especially in the last uh, in the last uh, episode with Dr. Benda, when we mentioned that little boy, the mom was so worried because the school therapist told him that he had to go on medication because he had behavior problem. I just went over the diet, the, the boy's diet with the mom, and we changed a few things. And before you know, the boy was you know back to normal because the stuff he was eating in the morning was not something, first of all, it wasn't something that a kid should be eating in the first place. And second of all, he was eating way too much of it. The amount of sugar he was consuming was way too much. Um, it, it's it, you know between between a pancake uh, with the syrup, the, the juice, all this stuff, and then he had a lot more of it again at school. He had to eat during lunch, and that wasn't helping his cause. So by the time he gets home, his mom is like, "My kid is fine and perfect," but he was hearing something different at school. But anyway, as soon as we change his uh, his morning diet. Try to give him something lighter, something better that would allow him to not only, uh, you know, it helps him wake up in the morning, but not necessarily give him too much energy to, you know, to 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 be agitated. Uh, he was much better, and you know, he just uh, I told her to ask the school for a little leeway to see what she can do to help him before he had to, because at a certain point when they say you have to go on medication, you either take it or you keep your kid at home. So it, it uh, so thank goodness it, she didn't get to a point where she had to, uh, she had to keep him home nor had to put him on medication. So praise goodness for that. But um, uh, a lot of people have been misdiagnosed. It's no secret in the in the psychiatric field. A lot of people have been misdiagnosed, especially with ADD and ADHD. So it, it uh, because of the hyperactive behavior. Sometimes it's just really something simple. You know, it's never. It's not something that people should overlook or assume it's something minor right away, but they should definitely see what is what is it that they're doing that could 
help the situation before they jump the gun saying that, okay, yeah, you know, it's over for them. So, you know, also to just piggyback on what you said, for, you know, for individuals with children or even themselves, if you're always aggressive, you know, or you're starting to see changes that are hyper than usual, or you know other people who have, you know, uh, why they may know someone's hyper, you know, sometimes it's good to look to the last 24 hours to see what it is that you eat. And then also, when you do notice that if you're eating these foods that are packaged, you know, read the ingredients. And most of the time, when you read the ingredients, the first ingredient, the first few are the highest mm-hmm. that is in the product. And then it goes down to the least. And of course, you know, if you're noticing, um, there's some things on there that don't look like food or you can't pronounce it, it's probably wise to maybe look for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also go online now. So many of us have our phones with us when we're going out. Google it. Google the ingredient and try and, you know, figure out and see if this is food, is this healthy for me? You know, lots of times, you know, there's so many different artificial um, items in foods and the body doesn't recognize it. So oftentimes it, you know, it sends the body and the mind and the brain haywire because it's confusing to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very important, you know, as, as Pete said, you know, especially in that situation when consulting that young, that young, um, young man, um, it's good to look and see, hey, does diet really affect the way that we think, the way that we act, uh, and maybe eliminate, do some form of elimination um, before heading into that direction of, as you said, medication. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I, I, um, I've noticed that sometimes people want to take their doctor's words for it. And it, it's cool, but this generation is so informative. I mean, we have so many stuff, so many things to really teach us. I mean, between YouTube and every book uh, that is online, that is really at your finger, you don't have to go to a library to find a book anymore. You can find it online or order it from Amazon. Like any of these places, you can really get the information you need before you just take somebody else's word for it. And it's not to say that doctors don't know what they're talking about. Some of them do, and honestly, some of them do not. And I'm not even upfront about that because I have encountered a lot of them who would just recommend things just because either they're in a hurry, they just want to get you out of the hair, or they just want to, you know, they, they, they just want to guess something because, and they know you'll take their word for it. I've worked with a few doctors, uh, who, medical doctors who, who have their patient. They, they just, it doesn't matter to them. Or they're trying to help the pharmaceutical company. They want to prescribe you this instead of telling you, you know what, there's a faster and healthier way to take care of this. If you just change certain things in your diet, then it might be a little better for you. But some of them prefer to just write your prescription and send you on your way. So again, you know, um, just to piggyback, you know, in regards to food and mental health, is there a correlation? Uh, you know, I was able to look at some stuff and it shows that some studies that are, are, are being revolved around connection between healthy diet and mood disorders. And while they're still trying to figure out if it is uh, a link between anxiety, depression, um, research has found that a healthy diet does affect the brain health. 
How does it affect the brain health? Well, it boosts brain development. It increases good gut bacteria. As we mentioned to our, our listeners, um, 70 to 75% of our immune system is in our gut. So when we have good bacteria, it promotes a healthy gut biome. And when we have healthy gut, it decreases inflammation. And um, one thing with inflammation is that it is known to affect our cognition and our mood. So it's important that, again, the foods that we eat not only promotes good health, but it also decreases inflammation, which causes so much disease, mental health diseases um, in the brain. But also, you know, good healthy food also raises the serotonin levels um, through the foods that we eat, which also improves our mood. Um, you know, we talked about that same doctor earlier, right? And, and, and Dr. Jacka, when I mentioned it earlier, um, when we first started, uh, it stayed, you know, she, she stated that um, a, a nutrient-rich diet produces changes in the brain proteins and improves connections between brain cells. But if you do eat a high saturated fat and refined sugar foods, it has shown uh, to have a very potent negative effect on brain proteins. So if we continue, also there's another study that showed that a high sugar and high fat diet decreases the healthy bacteria in the gut. And so research has also shown that a diet that is high in sugar may worsen even symptoms of schizophrenia. Hmm. So all of this, you know, um, and, you know, people may say, well, you know, food may not, you know, affect this and I can eat whatever I want. But keep in mind, as we said, you know, last week in the week prior when we first started with um, optimal health, the food that you eat turns into brain, you know, the food that you eat turns into blood. And that blood is what feeds the brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if all of our moods and our feelings and our thoughts our mental health um, is in our minds and we're feeding the mind whether it's artificial foods or as they said the standard diet what do you think it does to the body especially if it's supposed to be something that's foreign it's not natural to the body it will affect it so you are what you eat I mean, that makes sense uh, and what I've what I've realized also is that um, we eat food because we know we need to stay healthy, but it's like a missed advertisement. Uh, you know, we 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 eat it because we we think, okay, yeah, I'm getting everything that I need in food. But the thing is, we're eating the wrong food sometimes. You know what I mean? We're eating food that does not have essence. Uh, because of what's happening with the food industry, we're eating it. And for for example, white rice, right? A lot of people love white rice, and you know it's just something that we feel okay, man. It's good, and the more you eat, the better. But when you break it down as to what does it contain, what does it have to actually help you, the stuff you thought it had, the, it doesn't really have any of it. 
for example, uh, let's take rice. Um, you know, rice is supposed to have a lot of protein. It's supposed to have a lot of carbohydrates, iron, calcium, you know, all these things in it. And then uh, you go and eat a whole lot of white rice. And then you find, and later on you find out that it has none of the stuff that you're supposed to have. A very low protein because, you know, making the white right, white itself to be so fast to cook, you know, it's stripped of a lot of good things. The fibers are gone, all the vitamin C, A, all these other things it's supposed to have. It, it has none of it to help you. And then you realize, okay, yeah, I've been eating wrong or bad this whole time. So it's just, it's not a matter of um, what, um, how am I eating? It's what am I eating, you know, to, to really help my body instead of just uh, eating to live, like, uh, yeah. like the quote said early on. Definitely, definitely. So it is, like you said, foods, when you look at <clears throat> foods that are important for brain health, um, you know, we have to look at foods like, or even the nutrients that we put in our body. Like let's say zinc, which is low levels of zinc. You know, when you don't have, when you have low levels of zinc, it causes depression. Um, the brain also needs omega-3s, which help improve um, with memory and thinking. You know, um, so let's say, for example, other people may not be interested in fish oil. You have omega-3s made out of flaxseed oil, mm-hmm. you know. And making sure that the saturated and unsaturated um, fats um, is a balance. You know what I mean? Because I think it's a one that says three, six, nine. But knowing um, the amount that you need, um, B twelve is also important because when you have L, you know, when, when you have um, uh, high levels of um, B twelve, it also um, helps um, with cognition and may even decline um, symptoms of Alzheimer's, you know, and it also um, increases your brain rate um, from brain atrophy. So it's important that, you know, we take some of those things. Also, vitamin C has been, you know, reported to help significantly with lowering um, depression in older adults. Iron, if you're iron deficient, um, it may even cause depression. So when you look at all of these different, or even in Dr. Benjamin mentioned last week, magnesium, when you're deficient in, you know, if you're deficient in magnesium, that can also cause anxiety. So when we see these different things, you may use these supplements, but also finding foods that contain zinc, omega-3, B12, vitamin C, and iron. And some of those um, nutrients can be, you know, these can be found in foods like whole grain. You know, whole grains, um, leafy greens, colorful vegetables, beans, legumes, fruits, you know, and these are things that the body boosts on to basically have overall good health. Um, Other foods like fermented foods, which is good for your gut, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, kombucha, pickles, um, this also helps not only improve your health gut, but it also um, raises the serotonin levels, which helps regulate sleep and stabilize our mood. Um, and the interesting thing is 95% of our serotonin in our bodies is produced in the gut. So that's why it's very important for us to understand that eating good foods 
can help us feel good emotionally. And so, uh, you know, it's very important for, for, for many of our listeners and even ourselves that, you know, we take time to think about what we put in our bodies. So for many people before reaching for chips or soda, ask yourself that question, you know, is it going to benefit my brain? And if it's not, then maybe grab some apples, you know, mm-hmm. um, grab something, a healthier snack. And even if, you know, Pete asked that question, cheat, you know, do you cheat on your food? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe finding a healthier chip, if that, that uh, may have foods, not artificial food, but food that you can read uh, with, with limited ingredients that may also um, at least improve or help with um, with your mental and brain health. I mean, you're absolutely right. But now, question before we wrap up, because we kind of uh, need to let the listeners know about this, because I'm sure a lot of listeners are asking themselves that question from the second we started. Uh, can mental illness be reversed or or... Mm-hmm. Or um, can it be healed eating if they're eating properly? You know, I think there's, for one, there's nothing that's impossible. And um, as we kind of discussed, you know, throughout this, the last few weeks um, in this month of October, you got to look and find out, find out, ascertain the cause. You got to figure out, you know, find out, okay, what are some of the things that may cause my mood changes or some of the issues that I have? Granted, I also know we're living in a time where COVID has, you know, has affected a lot of us, mm-hmm. um, especially mentally with things that's going on. But I also encourage our residents, you know, our, our listeners. Um, while you know we may feel anxious, while we may have some things of concern, um, look at the foods that we. I do believe that food is thy medicine. And medicine is thy food. Um, and also, not only food, but you look at your sleep also plays a major role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, being disciplined in what time to eat, when to eat, also plays a role as well. But most importantly, um, I just think if you start eating whole foods and you start thinking clearly, thinking positive, that also makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. It plays a role in regards to um, possibly reversing some of the um, um, mental health um, challenges that many face, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also making sure that your support group, the people that you are around, are also helping you um, to think positive and to also make good decisions. You know, again, I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't go visit the doctor and see a therapist and counseling, but I also think that. For many of us, we also have to take our diet and our health in our own hands as well and making better choices. And um, I think that once we start doing that, not only will we see a difference, but our brain and our body will also thank us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in my career, uh, I've encountered plenty of people. And I, I remember being in school and uh, at the beginning of my career, I uh, we've learned that you know once you you know once you have a mental illness, it is it is chronic and there's nothing to be done with it, uh, for it except you know taking pills and 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 do whatever. But 
over the years, I've encountered enough people to who have gone through it, experience it, and find a way to manage it in a way. Now, we all have our idiosyncrasies. We all have our little thing that we cannot stand, and we sort of describe it in a larger scale as if it is an illness. But oh, you know, over the years, when I've, I've I've realized that if you manage something properly, it, it does not. It, it doesn't necessarily stand out as an illness anymore. It's more of a lifestyle. Uh, so, so basically, what I'm trying to say is that it, can it be reversed? I believe that it is possible for certain illnesses. Because you know, a lot of these illnesses are based on symptoms. And if you can uh, manage your lifestyle to minimize the symptoms, you're as close as reversing it. And between your management and your lifestyle, you would uh, experience it a lot less to the point that you can say, okay, there's no, there's no absolute issue. But and again, we all fall in the uh, somewhere in the spectrum, so we can never say, okay, yes, our troubles will be gone, but certain trouble yeah. will be gone for you. You see what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so, uh, so if you say, okay, I have ADD, I have ADHD, I have depression. Oh man, it's it's done for me. There's no such thing. It's as it's done for you. I think if you take the proper steps, manage it properly, eat properly, get your sleep like you mentioned, it is very likely that your symptoms will be reduced and you yeah. will be better for it. So, yeah. um, and I hope our listeners really uh, understood and and uh, took something from from this episode because uh, it really is important because uh, a large population of this uh, 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 of the country itself is suffered from from a, a type of mental illness. And also, all to our listeners, you know, just keep in mind too. Again, as 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 it was mentioned, as I mentioned during studies, you know, even doctors now, uh, scientists are looking and linking to you know, and they're trying to figure out if food uh, does affect the mood. And so if you are uh, a person that is currently seeing a doctor in regards to some form of mental health, inquire about your diet, inquire about foods. And, and, and if, I, if I make some changes, will it also affect, you know, will it help alleviate some of the things that I'm feeling? Um, it doesn't hurt to ask. And also, you know, doing your research. I always encourage everyone to study for yourselves, look up things, look at the different um, things that your body are made of, the different minerals, zinc, um, iron, magnesium, and, you know, inquiring what does it affect or what does it help with, you know, what, 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 is its, what is its job in the body? And if I'm deficient in one of these minerals, what are some of the moods that I may feel? How will it how will it affect my brain and my thought? And also keep in mind too that the brain functions in a healthy fat um, diet. Avocados is very good for the brain. Uh, you know, we talk about the omega threes. The brain um, thrives on healthy fats. So also incorporate those in your diet, with your salads, whatever your foods may be, because your brain overall will thank you. As we conclude this episode, we want to remind everyone, I am remarkably made, you are remarkably made, we are all remarkably made, and therefore, it's worth living.